Hello, you are very welcome to our WIT Talk Student Life podcast brought to you by the Student Life and Learning Department here in Watford Institute of Technology. My name is Tom Grinsell. And I'm Katie Dylan Keane. And we are your hosts for episode 15 of this podcast. Today we are going to speak all things careers related and find out more about the Careers Development Centre here in WIT. When students enter into, the, into third level, uh, where they're going to be when they finish their degree might not be to the forefront of their minds. However, WIT's Career Centre is an excellent point of contact for students or graduates who are focusing on planning, securing employment or looking for advice to help them in them to help them in the competitive global market. We are joined on this podcast by Angela Collins, Head of Careers and Careers Advisor here in WIT. Angela, you're very welcome and thanks for coming on. Good morning, Tom and Katie. Thanks a million. That's great. Angela, just to kick things off, um, usually what we do is we get our guests to give a quick, brief introduction of themselves. So um, I might get you to do this, uh, a brief introduction of you and what you do here in WIT. Okay, thanks. So as Katie and Tom said, I'm the careers advisor here in WIT. I've been here 26 full academic years, going into my 27th year. And um, yeah, it's, it's been great and still really enjoying it. Um, I suppose I'm a graduate as well from WIT um, many moons ago. So um, that certainly helps and knowing the system as well. And then I went on to do um, some counselling courses. And then I did um, guidance in Reading University in the UK. So let's give you a, an idea. Yeah. That's great, Angela, and um, it's great to have you here and all your experience and expertise for all the students listening out. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind giving us a quick run through of what exactly the Career Centre here in WIT do and like how they can support students. Yes, I suppose, you know, with the Career Centre, any centre that's been run in the college, you, you hope everyone know it exists. But as students often say to me, you know, it doesn't exist or we don't know what you do until we actually need it. So I suppose for ourselves, our main kind of groups that we work with would be students, you know, undergraduates and postgraduates, um, employers and academics. And also we support the other support staff in the college. So I suppose for students, it could be around um looking at further career options, whether it's further studies, whether it's applying for jobs, postgraduate courses, teaching, help and advice with CVs, interviews, assessment centers. Um, so I suppose everything and anything when it comes to careers are furthering your options, whether it's a job or whether it's postgraduate studies from the student's point of view is what we'd work with. We'd work very closely then with employers, you know, encouraging them to promote their opportunities with their students. If they haven't thought of taking students on work placement, we'd also suggest it. And then we also like them to come in and I suppose share their expertise and their advice to students on the, the career opportunities that are out there. And also to give them some advice and guidance and in their application procedures. So I suppose building on our employability studies for the students and some courses that's quite structured and others it's um, we just feed in a, a, on an ad hoc basis. And also I suppose as part of our work, we would hope to su support the academics in their employability modules that they provide for the students as well, giving guest lectures. So I suppose that's a quick whistle stop idea of what we do. But as I always say to students, if you're not too sure of what we do or if you have 
what you feel is a careers related question, come and ask us because sometimes I suppose students are aware of careers from their second level education and they often come and ask us then for help and sometimes we might have students because the careers advisor in second level was also the personal counsellor as well so whatever the issue is come and ask us if we can't support your help we will we'll guide you in the right direction so always come and ask you know mm. yeah and and like I, i'd imagine kind of uh w- when students enter into third level it might it might not be like i mentioned at the start it might be to the forefront of their mind what they're they're going to do when they're you know when they finish their degree but at what stage do you think angela uh should students kind of link in with the career center like is it something they should do straight away is it something they should do when they're coming into their final year or what do you think is best there yeah that's a good question tom i suppose i would encourage students and i suppose when there is induction and yourselves you run the induction careers is always mentioned and a lot of the literature out starts like career starts from day one you start in, in second level so i would be encouraging students to be aware of it and i suppose to, some students are very clear on the route they want from the course they've choose, chosen but why i would say i suppose for a lot of students to engage straight away because more and more you now have employers that are offering summer internships work experience from year one because they see that as look if we get a student in in first year we might get them for second year for part-time work we could also get them then for their work placement and in turn then when they could come back from the work placement into their final year with an opportunity for a secured job so i would say engage with the career service from day one if you can even if that means checking out what we do on the website follow our social media pages because there's a lot of resources a lot of part-time jobs a lot of information you know available to us so i would say from day one mm-hmm. definitely to be aware of it and i am conscious i suppose when students come in there's a lot of everything is new to them but and and more so i would say in the last few years we do have students contacting us a lot of first years where that might have been the way before but i would say yes contact us as soon as possible and what i've also found is i suppose academics are asking us more so to talk to first year and second year students because a lot of courses now have professional practice or professional development and careers modules built into their courses so it's i suppose getting the students to think you know the skills that you've gained from your course this is how they can be used and i suppose for ourselves and careers we can help the students kind of write about that in their cv um, so mm-hmm. i would say yeah tom and katie from the beginning yeah it's never too early to start planning yeah it's great advice because i know even myself being in final year it wasn't until then i started thinking of oh you know careers and you're right it's good to have those links from the beginning with you and like you've already talked about all the different organizations and industries and companies that you are linked with so obviously linking in with you is a great idea and um i know like we did a few polls on instagram this week cuz we were asking students you know what would you like to hear from this podcast mm-hmm. and one thing that did come up was in there uh doing your cv and information on how to prepare for that so i know you probably can't answer just in this podcast but i'm just wondering do you have any tips for cuz it was a question that came up and it's a very good question because i say to students your cv is often the first impression an employer or an organization has of you so and you know for all of us it's very hard to get a second chance to form a first impression so with your cv 
you know, we've all had the CVs, you know, sometimes a student comes in and they say, look, I did my CV out in second level. I did it for a transition year. I did it as a, a, a computer skills typing exercise. But I would say contact careers. We have a template. It's not Angela's personal template. It's a template that we surveyed employers and they gave us the feed, the headings they wanted and we built them into our into the template. We send that out. So if you follow that, you really can't go too wrong, you know, and it's a lot of students. Even I corrected CV this week and the, the student was in social science or so our early childhood studies. And I went through the CV and I thought, oh, my God, they have nothing to do with their course on or their their course on it. And I said, you know, I'm aware there's a work placement. Oh, yeah, I didn't know I had to put that in. And, you know, it was so, so they could, and they said, look, I've been sending out this CV and I haven't got anywhere. So sometimes you won't get anywhere because employers are busy. They're scanning their CVs, you know, as I do when I do a presentation, I put up a slide. How long do you think an employer spends scanning your CV first? And it's down to seconds. And that might seem that can't be realistic, but it is. I know myself when you're used to scanning CVs, it will be in seconds you see what you want. So come to careers, email us. You don't need an appointment. We'll send you out a CV template. And if you follow that, you can't go wrong because there's so many courses out there that you need to educate the employer and don't assume they know what your course is about. And sometimes for a student, it's like, how much do I write? How far do I go back? Is this relevant? Is it not relevant? You know, I don't have any related work experience. Sometimes employers don't expect that. You know, they know that you are a student. They know you're, you're working on whatever you can to get you through college that brings in an income. They don't expect that. But what they do and what they are aware is the skills that you gain from working in Tesco's you can bring to that organization. And also the projects you've done in college, the assignments, the volunteering, maybe in PDP, all those are skills that you can bring with you and put in your CV and employers are really aware of that. So definitely get your CV checked by ourselves, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's um, just just listen to that as well. I, I'd imagine, Angela, it's not a one size fits all. So should you kind of change your C CV and make slight adjustments based on the job you're applying for? Absolutely. So what I would be saying to students, I suppose, is target your CV to the job you're going for. And sometimes I suppose a student will contact me and say, look, Angela, I'm going for this job in Sanofi. Here's the job spec. Here's, here's my CV. So I would first go back and say, look, did you read the job description? Did you look at the skills they require? Have you, If you have those skills, are they in your CV? Because that's a good point. Often what happens Tom and Katie is a student says, well, I wouldn't have applied for the job if I didn't have the skills. I said, you know that, but they don't know it. So they're scanning your yeah. CV. On the left is your CV. On the right is the job spec and said, look, Tom or Katie didn't mention those. So I can't assume they have those skills. So if look at the job description. And then if you have those skills, put it in. The other thing, what we're very strong on trying to do is to get students to write about the skills they've gained from every piece of work experience. So when you go for a job, an employer might say to you, look, Angela, I saw in your CV, you don't have a lot of related experience in this area. You're saying, look, I don't. But while I worked in Tesco, while I worked in Apple Green, I gained the following skills that I saw was mentioned in your job spec. But definitely um, 
And I suppose what happens sometimes, Tom, is a student says, look, I just I haven't I'm not sure what I'm applying for yet, but I want my CV updated. So you're saying, look, I'm updating your CV as a generic CV, but you need to target it for the job you're going for. And that's where a lot of people fall down. And when you talk to them about it, as I said earlier on, they mention, well, look, I wouldn't have applied bar I had the skills or bar I had the experience. But that's you have you have to state the obvious. As I say, if it's not written, it's not seen. And at an interview, if it's not said, it's not heard. You know. Yeah, that's, that's a very important point as well. And, and one thing I would kind of, from what you mentioned there, you, you kind of said that, um, you know, it, it can come down to seconds. Uh, so the the employer could be, you know, scanning through the CVs. How, like, what are they looking for, I suppose, in particular? And how should I, or how can I make my CV stand out um yeah. straight away you know yeah. if it is coming down to them fine margins yeah and it, and it, it, people think how you know that, like that question you ask how can i make my cv stand out it is it doesn't mean going to a professional organization or a company to get your cv typed up in a particular way or having a professional photograph it's actually down to targeting your cv to that specific job so again going back at the job spec and saying look i have two pages here that I need to sell myself and, and hit it at the right level. So it's having no spelling mistakes. I mean, the amount of people that leave out a digit in their phone number, you know, will maybe email from one email address, have a different email on their CV and leave out a digit and, you know, have spelling mistakes. Um, you know, start, then could tell you more about their leaving cert than they could on the third level course, you know, may have the principal of their secondary school as a referee as opposed to somebody else um, and really basically not targeting it not you know put maybe too much about their sports and hobby and interest and not enough about their course so to, to kind of make that impression is it's going back to look at the job description and seeing what they want highlight if they want attention to detail organization skills time management I have those, I need to make sure they're in my CV. I'm going to bold those that they stand out for my CV. And it'll be obvious to the employer that I've actually looked at the job description and, and pulled it in. Now, I don't mean copy and paste it because you need to be able to stand over it. But I think it is, they've asked for A, B and C. If I've got A, B and C, I'm going to add them in as well as the additional information I have. But you're right, an employer will spend seconds and they know what they're looking for and they'll scan that CV. So even having your information, your personal information together, your education information together, you know, your work experience and then your additional information, rather than kind of saying a little bit about your education, stopping and then coming back. Have an easy flow, have an, a methodical flow to it because that's how people read. And the other small little thing is, is just do it on a Word document. People, you know, are downloading um, templates you know, people really read from left to right and people are inclined to do columns. They're inclined to put in little images, uh, you know, they'll bold as well as underline. But nine times out of ten, it's a human being that's reading it. And they, you know, like I crack up when I see something that's bold and underlined and in italics. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is hard going because I'm reading hundreds of CVs and employers the same. So bold it is perfect. There's no need to bold, underline and italics no color no photographs you know so give the important information the right amount of space as well tom and you know it is seconds you you, you just you'll see within seconds the, the, the mistakes hmm. 
um, such good points, Angela, to be included. And I'm just thinking about a CV and going through it myself. And one of the last things that might be on a CV is your references or your referees. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, how important is it in choosing these? Or is there a, a specific kind of referee you should look for when putting them on your CV? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Katie. And I suppose I made reference to it earlier on. You still find a lot of even fourth years or final year students are putting their the principal of their secondary school on. Like you've had three or four years in college. It doesn't have to be your course leader. Think of the referee that knows you as best that they can in, th in third level. Um, also think when it comes to referee, um, you know, is, is that the person that supervi supervised my dissertation? I've kind of had an awful lot of contact with them for the last kind of year. They have a good idea of myself. They were my, um, you know, I have them for maybe four out of six of my subjects. Um, but think when you're asking an academic for a referee, what can actually they say about you? You know, so they might say, look, yeah, Tom or Katie attended all their class. They contributed well to the discussions, handed in all their assignments well. Whereas a lot of people would pick somebody and I'd say, look, is that the right? Have you chosen the right referee? Say, oh, I don't know, really. I've missed a lot of their classes. So what could they say? You know, Tom never turns up for class, you know, and <laughs> eight or assignments. So think of what what the referee can say about you. They say, look, you know, I supervise Tom's dissertation excellent work met all the deadlines all the changes he was asked to do he made them you know i supervised his work placement i liaised with employer I liaised with himself you know so it is very important you choose the right person and i would say always ask permission and let them know that the job that you're going for like over the years i've had a lot of students on work placement and careers and they say can i use you as a reference i say yes and then maybe five or six years later you get a call and say can you give a reference for joe blogs and thinking yes but what job do they, are they going for so if you know the job because employers now are probably they're sending you a, a particular form they want you to fill out or they're actually arranging a time, can they call you? And the last thing you want to say is, actually, what job did that person apply for? Or they say, when did they work for you? And thinking, oh my God, when actually did they work for you? And what did they do? And and that, so it is important. So out of courtesy, let the person know, look, I'm applying to you know, Clancy Construction. This is the job I'm applying for. You may get a phone call and if you're happy to take it, thanks a million. So it is good to choose your referees and also, um, often what you find, and I'm glad you brought up Katie, sometimes what you find students are working in a family business or a farm and they say, sure, I can't ask, you know, my father, or I can't ask, you know, somebody else for reference. But you actually could maybe ask somebody in the co-op that you're constantly ordering grain for, or you could ask one of the suppliers. So there will always be options. And often what you find as well is students leave off that information off their cvs because they feel well it's the family business i can't absolutely there's nobody harder to work for than a family you know and um, or the other thing is if a student what i find um, had a previous they might have been a plumber might have had a previous qualification or a trade and when it comes to their work experience they leave all that blank and i say to them so you're a qualified carpenter, a qualified plumber, or you were a secretary beforehand. And am I right in saying you've done nothing for the last three years? And they say, oh, no, Angela, I have. I've been doing mixers. And, do... and this, I said, it's not the tax man reading your CV. You know, people assume you're going to, you have skills that you'd use them. So, you know, you can say, look, I, I've been doing work for family and friends, you know, as well. And 
I suppose, coming back to a point, you mentioned how much information you put down your CV. So even if you're a mature student and you have a lot of experience, don't leave gaps. You can say, say that from 2005 to 2010, I had a number of positions in security, you know, factory work, retail. Feel free to ask me in more detail if, if you want this. You don't have to give every single minute, but always account for the time. And again, don't leave out if you're working on a family business or a family, you know, or, or a local farmer and it's cash in hand. It doesn't make a difference. You know, it's what you've done um, is the important thing. Yeah, and that's that's really important because you probably would at times kind of think, oh, no, I can't put that in now. Yeah, or you don't no, think I, it's relevant, yeah. Tom. Yeah, you might yeah. think this isn't re relevant, but the skills and what you've gained there will always be relevant and related. Yeah, no, and that's that's very important uh, message to get out there as well. And um, just from the the polls that we put up on Instagram as well, as well Angela, um, a lot of students were kind of interested in interview and interview yeah. preparation and tips and that. And um, if a student did apply for a job and they get called for an interview, what is the best way that they can prepare for this? Good point. And I suppose at the moment, an awful lot of interviews are virtual. And as I said, I've been running the virtual interviews that are being assessed in engineering last week and this week. And what I have found, and it's interesting, you know, they've all had a presentation, they've all had hints and tips, but for a lot of us, we've bought kind of like an office chair and we're sitting at home and we find we end up swinging on the chair because you're nervous. So I would say small things, if you're doing a virtual interview um, or, or any sort of an interview, make sure that you're sitting in the chair, that you're not moving around. And the other thing, and I, I suppose I'm focusing on this quickly because, or firstly, because it, it's popped up. Also, people sometimes have a second screen and they have all their notes written on the second screen. So. You know, they're looking at one screen, the interviews are on it. The other screen, the interview panel aren't on it. But they're looking at the inter they're looking at the screen where all their notes are. And you know, there's never a problem having some notes around your screen, but it can come across that you're reading all of them. And if you have them, you're going to read them. So you don't go into an interview with all your your notes with you. So take it the same way when you have a virtual interview. Um, so I suppose I just focus on those because that's the main things that have popped up for the students at the moment. But I would say, you know, virtual or face to face interview, do your preparation and questions where I feel students really fall down are a question like talk me through your CV or tell me a little bit about yourself. And people are so phased by that question and they're thinking, what do they want to know? So you need to prepare that for the ear of an employer. It's not a new friend you're making. So it's like you're saying not you're not starting with your name because people give it's amazing amount of personal information. People tell you about the cat, the dog, the girlfriend, the boyfriend. You know, people don't want to know that. But people give it because they say, tell me about yourself. So, if, you know, if you're asked that question, you're saying, look, I'm in Waterford Institute of Technology or I've just graduated. This is the course I'm doing. So you're giving a little bit about your education a little bit about projects, any work experience you have related or unrelated, and then you're talking about the skills you have. And the skills you have, you will always focus on the skills related to the industry that you're going into. And this is the question that you're usually asked, talk me through your CV, tell me a little bit about yourself. It's the first question employers can ask you to try and relax you, but I find it's the first question people get so stressed on. and they haven't prepared for it. And to start an interview off and you haven't prepared a, 
a question that really is about you can often just throw you off for the rest of the interview. And as I say to students, all the students that I've interviewed, I say, look, I'm going to ask you this question and you need to think about it. And if the one question they say, oh, sure, look, I know about that. They don't prepare and it's so obvious. And you say to them, look, you didn't prepare that, did you? And they said, no, I didn't because I, I thought I'd know what to say, you know. But employers expect you to be able to articulate, um, you know, 90 seconds information about yourself for the year for the year of the employer, you know. So it's that question. And the other question, I suppose, or how you answer your questions is using a technique, maybe like the star, there's a lot of them out. You will find an employer is, is asking you questions about the skills that you have that are needed for the job. And as I say, like years ago, an employer could say to you, look, Angela, turn up on Monday, come in for a week's work experience. If it works out, you'll have the job at the end of the week. Employer can't do that anymore. So what they're doing is they're looking at your past experience is a future predictor for them. So they're asking you questions like how you dealt with something in the past, how you explain it to the employer will be a future predictor. So you can say, look, um, give me an example of working under pressure. And you say, look, I'll give you an example. You know, I work in the local Apple Green Station, you know, one day. So it's like a story. So it's this is the situation I was in. This is the task involved. This is the action. And this was the result. So from that, an employer is under no doubt to say, look, and explained it well. This is the situation she found. This is the action you took. This is the result. Now, the result doesn't always have to be that everything worked out well. That doesn't, that's not life. But with the result, this is what I learned from it. And when they have that, they're able to, because each interviewer will be taking notes. And someone might come back and say, look, can I have my feedback for my interview? And say, look, Angela, we asked you that question about working under pressure. And really, you didn't give us the detail. You know, we've no evidence of it. Some employers will go back and say, can you give me another little bit of information on that? But some people mightn't, you know, they'll have expect you to have prepared. And they're telling you, go back to the job descriptions, like the CV, go back to the job description. This is what the job involves. This is the skills they're looking for. So you can be sure they're going to ask you skills, questions based on those skills. Because some students say to me, you know, how do you answer those tricky questions? And I kind of say to them, like what, what do you mean by a tricky question? You know about skills and said, that's not a trick. You know, they're telling you what they want. There's no trick here. This is what they want. And they expect you to, to have answers for those, you know. And sometimes you might be, and this has happened, like say with the students last week, I might say to them, give me an example of the of a time you dealt with a difficult customer, client, classmate, you know, depending on the job that they were going for. And they'll say, well, I, I haven't ever experienced that. So, so, and that can often be, there might be something you haven't experienced. You say, look, I haven't experienced it, but while I was on work experience or while I worked in my part-time job, you know, I saw my boss having to deal with a really difficult customer. This is how they dealt with it. And I felt, oh my goodness, if I was in a situation like that, I actually, I, I follow that kind of plan. So they want to know, you know, what would you do? So it's like mm -hmm. how you deal with something in the past or how you would deal with it is a future predictor predictor for them because they're thinking I'm hiring you so can Angela do the job will she do the job and will she fit in and that's how they base their questions you know so it is thinking it's having to think and it's like giving a story and often what happens for a lot of us we start off well and then you miss the middle bit and then you come to the end and as I say to students 
has anyone a friend ever told you a story and they start off well and they're at the end and say hang on a second i'm missing like i'm lost here and then the employer may not say that to you you know so it is and as i say to students you know if you're a quiet individual and sometimes people will give yes and no answers and that's their personality type or you know well angela asked me a question this is the answer so always check in if you're a quiet quiet person or if you don't expand too much on on a question check with the employer and say look did i give you enough information would you like me to expand so for those of us or those people who are quiet check with the employer and say look did i give you enough information on that or if you're somebody that might kind of be quite confident or, or, or chatty, check, you know, was my answer focused enough for you as well, you know. Um, and the other thing, again, last week, and I was doing them, you know, I've worked with the students, say, for the year, and you know academically the grades of a lot of these students. And some of the students who are top of the class often feel, you, you know, I'm top of my class here, I'm extremely bright, I'm going to have no problem with interviews, any job I've got, I've always got it. But that doesn't always pan through you know so you know your grades are important and i'm not telling anyone not to have good grades but it's the whole package you know don't feel your 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 top grades will get you through an interview you need to be able to articulate and give examples you know and as i say to students you know would you hire yourself on that interview and for a lot of people so what i do is i, I do the mock interview with the student and i give them the feedback straight away and i you know i'm taking notes and i record it and often what you find students or a lot of us we have kind of a stalling technique and they'll say things like well you know yourself and you know you know yourself we have these kind of little mannerisms or these things and you know one student has said you said you know yourself six times during the interview i said i've been on an interview and an employer said to a student I, I don't know what you mean by that you know or if i don't know what it is expanding it so and that often happens when we're nervous as well. So just to be aware of what happens is when we're nervous. But if you've really done your preparation, your nerves will subside, you know. But if you are nervous and you really want this and you know, stop and say to the employer, sorry, you know, you've asked me a really simple question. I'm just a little bit nervous. It's the first formal interview I've had in a while. Um, would you mind asking me again? No problem, you know. And the other thing is if you're asked a question and you don't understand the question, ask them, say, look, I'm not too sure. Like I've sat on interview panels and I, I've seen people that they have sheets of questions and I can see Google at the top that they've just they've gone to Google and said interview questions for such thing and they haven't actually prepared them. So if you find yourself in that situation and someone asks you a question, say, look, I'm not too sure what you mean by that. Would you mind asking me again? It shows confidence. It shows that you're seeking clarity and, you know, because otherwise you're going to answer something and it wasn't the right thing and none of us want to be in that situation either you know so again virtual or face-to-face -face, do your preparation and we have lots of sample interviews lots of webinars and that so so ask you know um, and always I'd say to you is what question would you dread being asked and ask somebody you know to do that and the other thing thing is to record yourself on your phone to see what you sound like because I say to students practice your answers out loud because like for all of us if you've something important to say and you haven't said it out loud and you go to say it nine times a ten it doesn't come out the, the way you want it to come out and that's it if, if you're as well if you're kind of googling um answers and that it's not your personal experience either it's somebody yeah. else's yeah. 
and I think that's, it's, yeah, to say that's a good point, Tom. I suppose say to yourself is what do I want to say to them, and then maybe somebody can help you put that together. So I say to students, you know, because like what you're saying, I I see they have it written down, you know, and I said okay. What do you really want to say? And then, because yeah. otherwise it'll come across that you haven't, or it's someone else's. And again, like what happened this week doing a mock interview, you know, I I said to them, I'm going to all ask you, tell me a bit about yourself. And the student read out exactly what they had written. But I said, that's like you're reading someone else's. It's like it's not you. So, you know, glance at it, have a few points. But I said, you know, make it about you. Otherwise, you could, I, I think the way you, the way that it came across, it didn't seem you were talking about yourself, you know. Yeah. So, you know, have confidence in yourself as well, you know. And if you've been called to an interview, they see you have potential, you know. So always remember that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. How, did I answer that well enough for you, Tom? I, I think oh, I no, you, you did, Andrea. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's, uh, that's perfect. And, um, yeah, it's just something that I picked up on there when you were saying it, and and it can be something that people tend to do as well. You know, it's at the end of the day, you're getting this opportunity based on your CV and your yeah. experience, so you don't need to be googling somebody else. It's like so, it's exactly. just to, yeah, yes. yeah, and and it's really important there. Um, just listening to you, you know, preparing for your your interview and and how key that preparation is, and and just even down to the finer details. That is a question that has often, it would have caught me out at the start, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And it's something that uh, can be one of the easiest questions, but the most daunting because you don't know yeah. where to start. But once you do prepare for it, it does. It does, you know, it does yeah. yeah. It is yeah. It is that bit easier. And just from an employer's point of view, then if um, just say a student is coming in for an interview, mm-hmm. And they have um, little experience and, you know, they don't know what's involved in, in the role exactly because that can sometimes happen. You know, you're applying, you're after graduating, but you might not exactly know what's involved in that role. How can how can the student convince the employer that they're the right person for the job? I think it is it's going back to the skills that they have. And so, you know, employers are certainly getting better, Tom, at putting together job descriptions. So always look at that job. And you can make reference and look from the job description. I see you mentioned A, B, and C. Well, you know, while I was doing my course, we actually had um, a project to do, and that project focused on that area that you're, you're working with. While doing that project, we also got to do a site visit. Um, so, you know, and also another skill you're looking for on your job description. While I worked in Tesco's, attention to detail was so important. You know, one of the jobs I had was stacking shelves and I had to stack them in a particular way, you know, because my supervisor would come around. So you're saying, look, this is what the job involves. Keep going back to that. This is what I've done in my past, either my hobbies, my interests, my volunteering. And it produced that skill that you're looking for. So they know if they've called you for an interview that you mightn't have all the related work experience you have but they will see from your CV, you have the skills. So don't be, you know, phased by that. So you're saying, this is what I do have um, to, to do the job, you know? And if it is if it is not a great job description, try and Google graduate roles in that particular area. Or because mm. sometimes employers might say to you, well, look, if you got this job, what do you think you'd be doing? And you're thinking, well, they're advertising it. I'm sure they're going to tell me. Say, so look, if I was fortunate to get this job, 
I feel, you know, I might be assisting, supporting, helping, involved. So you're not saying I'll definitely be doing this. I'll definitely, if it's vague, you're kind of using words, you know, I would see myself maybe supporting, maybe helping um, in these areas. And there, I'm sure there'd be additional jobs related to it that I could be involved in as well. You know, but don't find yourself going into an interview thinking I have no idea what this job involves. If you don't know, email in advance or ring up and say, "Look, I'm just doing my preparation for this job. I saw the job advertised. There wasn't a lot of details, and just wondering, is there any more details available on the position?" You're not asking for somebody to give you the interview questions. You're doing your research, um, and websites again have certainly improved, and they they talk about even if you are called for an interview this is what we focus on, or we do competency-based questions, or we, we, we focus on your strengths, you know? Yeah. And I, I know um, there was a couple more questions that, that did come in, Angela, and I know Katie might have some of them there as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, and that, like, that was one of the questions that did come up, I think, from our polls, was students kind of concerned, oh, I don't have too much experience in how do I sell myself. So. Um, Thanks for touching on that, um, Angela. It's great to go into that. But another one that they did have was maybe about the best places and ways to job search and look for jobs. And I know that's going to be hard to answer because different maybe uh, areas of industry will be different. But I don't know. Do you have any just tips from your own experience? Yeah, I mean, it's a very good question. That comes up an awful lot, you know, when we email out students and you know, for some odd reason, even though we email students on a regular basis, people forget to check the careers website, you know. So if you think about it, an employer will ring up every college or email every college. It's a free service. If they've got a vacancy graduate with, with not a lot of experience, they're going to advertise with us. It doesn't cost them anything. So definitely check your careers website. Again, um, which we were trying to encourage students to do is follow us on Instagram and Facebook. A lot of employers as well are posting positions there. And even, I think it came up, Katie, at one of the, the peer-to-peer sessions, um, how people were saying they started even following organizations' Facebook pages where they were advertised for positions. Some organizations as well won't actually, or, or just by the nature or, or lack of resources, they may not have a formal way of advertising jobs and they may it may be word of mouth. So I think it's being proactive yourself. So first, definitely when you're in college and after college, check your careers website, what they have. Also check, um, Red Ireland works with all the career services around Ireland and any opportunities they have be proactive and looking at the organizations and areas that you're interested in. The IDA website, again, will give you lists by county, by region, by industry um, for positions as well. And, and it's interesting, this year I found, like take the example Glanbia. They, when you think of Glanbia, a lot of people think of the agricultural side of it, um, food side of it, but they're so starved of computing students because everything it operates on, on computer systems and I sent it out to the computer students and they said oh Angela I think you made a mistake you sent this to us they're actually they really are be looking for ag science I'm thinking you actually didn't read it you didn't read the subject title which IT students are required so some of us make assumptions you know I'm an IT student you know I'll be applying to Google Facebook you know Intel whatever and thinking every organization as an IT department. So, you know, look at the skills that you have and where can they be used? And even if the pandemic, the amount of positions that's opened up for people and that you wouldn't have thought of before. 
you know. So definitely look to your own service, your career service, Red Ireland, you know, all, by all means, look at Irish jobs, look at everything. But sometimes students come back and they say, look, I'm not getting anywhere applying for jobs. And you're thinking, well, where are you looking for? And they say, look, I'm looking at Indeed. Like Indeed, I would say use everything and anything, but you've got to be realistic as well. Indeed, you know, are famous for kind of poaching jobs off of different websites and presenting them in, in a particular way. And yet when you find the original source, it's actually looking for five or six years experience, you know. So I think it's know your industry, know how that industry recruits and be proactive, get on LinkedIn as well and have an up to date CV that it's ready, you know, build your network of people, even if it's in your clubs and societies, let people know you're looking for jobs as well and have your CV checked and ready to go. But definitely all through the pandemic, we've been advertising jobs the whole time and yet students Lots of people feel there's nothing happening at the moment. There is. It's just maybe happening in a different way, um, as well. Would, would many um, would many employers uh, pick up on students through LinkedIn, Angela? Is is that is that yeah, a really it, important it, kind of platform at the minute? It is. And but if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, I'd say don't panic about it. And we have you know contact us. We have a webinar put together on how you do it because if you're going on LinkedIn, you need to do it right. You know, so it is, I suppose, in one way, it's like a dartboard and an employer is going to throw 10 darts at that dartboard. So they'll use maybe social media, maybe Facebook, contact the career services directly. They'll put a post on LinkedIn. You know, again, what they'll do is they might contact a graduate in the organization. Say, look, if you advertise a friend, a, a position to your network of friends, and if we hire that person, there's 500 euros for you. Um, so they're, they're trying every way and any way to do it. So be aware, be prepared that you, LinkedIn could be one of the ways that they're, they're doing it, you know. Um, I suppose LinkedIn mainly, I suppose, is for maybe one or two years of experience. But depending on yeah. your sector, it, it certainly is, is one to keep an eye on as well, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. No. That that's great, and it's great to have that included because it's always something. Maybe um, you kind of you maybe start. Everyone kind of has a profile that they started a few years ago. I know Tom yeah. myself. We're only talking about this last week, and then you forget it's sitting there probably with a different job title. So yeah. you're right. It's probably good to put some yeah. focus into that. I think it is, and, and and it takes a bit of time. And maybe as a final year student, you might have that time at the moment. So don't panic about it. You know, and some yeah. industries you know, are very proactive in that area and others aren't. But I think if you are going to engage with LinkedIn, you need to think about it, you know, and mm. it's not, as I say, it's not Facebook for, for employers. It, it, it is very different. So if you're going to connect with somebody, you need to know how you how to connect with them, you know. Mm. Um, and look even at your own, you know, the WIT alumni and look for people that might have did your course a few years ago, you know, so play around with it. But again, get it right. And, and that's one of the careers modules. One of the things we, we do is we check everyone's LinkedIn profile and like the amount of people that, you know, have a photograph up, but it's not appropriate photograph. It's a Deb's photograph. It's, you know, they look, they feel they look well in it, but it's not the, the professional photograph to have up, you know. So it, it is a, a means that employers are using some more than others, but keep an eye in, on, on how it's used. And definitely if you're setting one up, we'll send you the webinar links to, to do that first, you know. Mm. No, that's great. And Angela, you've, you've covered so much from CVs to interviews, like even interviews during the pandemic. 
like this is great there's been so much information I'm conscious I suppose we're coming up to that time of year that final year students will be finishing up their degree so I'm just like wondering as nearly a kind of a final note almost like what would be your advice or tip for those students in their final year going out into the working world now? I would say, look, the last few weeks, there is pressure with handing up assignments and preparing for your exams. So concentrate on that. Sometimes people feel very guilty and they say, look, I haven't applied for jobs. Have I missed all this? Have I missed that? You know, it is what it is for that stage you're at. And I think, you know, whether you've made an informed decision to say, look, I'm not applying for anything till I finish or I was too stressed. I can't or I'm not too sure. There's no problem. We're here, you know, throughout the summer and we're here when you need us as say we're constantly engaging with students but until you need us or till we're on your radar it, it doesn't make a difference so again contact us when you're ready um as i say usually then what we're trying to say to a student if you are looking for work is to get your cv ready you know and get that right first and to start you know so the main thing is we're going to be here, connect with us, concentrate on your studies and get that right for the next few weeks. You're never going to get this time back again when you have a bit of time. So, as I said, some people will have been applying the whole time and that can, you know, that can stress people if they feel their classmates, oh my God, everyone seems to know what they're doing. And as I say to students, they don't, I said, because I'm getting hundreds of emails in here, so they don't know what they're doing, you know. So sometimes people can say, yeah, I've got that figured out or I haven't figured it out. So. It will come to you at the time, so concentrate on your exams the next few weeks, get that over with, you know, and then follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, check out what we do. If you don't know what we do, you know, I'd love if everyone know, know, knew what we do, but that doesn't happen. I don't know what everyone does in different areas either. We're here for you. If you're not too sure, ask us. We point you in the, the right direction. Um, Everyone needs to know there is a career centre. Everyone doesn't need to use us, you know, um, but long as you know, but just make, you know, the connection with us. And often when a student contacts us, I suppose, we kind of go back to them to give them a little bit of homework to do. We're not getting rid of them, but just to make your best use of your time, because sometimes a student can email us and they've been thinking about this for a while and we get an email and you're not too sure. And often I reply to students and say, look, can you send me on your number there? Because you can be back and forth and misinterpret something. So keep an eye on, you know, just contact us, we, we'll ring you, you know. Um, and I suppose just to say um, on that as well, even when you're contacting employers and it has come up a little bit, it's I suppose the, the email etiquette and a few classes I've done this year, lectures in advance have asked me to kind of talk about this. And as I always say to, to students, nobody's sitting there when they're thinking about email and Angela and careers, they're going to say, I'm going to sit here and I, or an employer, I'm going to write an email that just annoys her. I think what happens, people aren't too sure how to write an email properly and they just write it, press a button and it's done. So, you know, your any interaction you have with somebody, you know, it is like the CV, it can be sometimes the first impression, you know. So often if I get an email or sometimes I have employers come back and say, look, Angela, this is an email I got from one of your students, um, you know, can you address this? You know, you can talk about it to students. And, and I suppose I find if I get an email from a student that I think isn't word right, I say, look, can I talk to you about this? Because nine times when you talk to them say oh god angela i no way did i mean that i just wasn't too sure what to write so always get someone to check it 
you know, mm. because it's kind of, you know, we're into a world that we're sending quick text messages with predictive text. And then you go in to the world of industry and communicating with people and you struggle. How does it do do it? And we've been running a number of alumni um, talks, bringing them into class. And one guy um, was saying he spent his first week about a half an hour wondering one day, you know, how was he going to write a particular email? He was so stressed, you know, and he says, look, it sounds odd. And like loads of other people, and I've heard it at presentations when students come back from work placement and they feel, I've done my work placement, I'm sitting in the main office, the phone rings and it's beside me and everyone's looking and saying, Angela, you're going to pick up that phone. And now a lot of people actually don't have a house phone or they know if the phone rings, it's their phone, it's somebody looking for them. So small things like that are all big can be a big stressor so anything like that happens just ask there's no question that we get would be a stupid question you know and mm -hmm. um, so always ask us if you're unsure engage with us the next few weeks do what you have to do to get yourself through it and if it means then you're contacting careers contact us i mean like what you're saying we'll get loads of emails saying look i should have contacted you before i didn't contact you before i feel awful forget it you know that's life mm -hmm. you know as i said mm -hmm. i'm here long enough i get those emails we don't exist till you need us and you know hopefully when you do need us we're here to, to support you yeah it's great it's great to have another guest on a podcast who again the message is just ask us so we're really lucky in wit all the different supports we have there everybody's saying just ask us just get in contact it is yeah so it, it, yeah it, it, it is ask. great and angela like thanks so much for coming on today no with your expertise and knowledge uh, we're very lucky to have had you on the podcast. You shared so much, and I think we we touched on everything. So thank you so much. Not at all. Yeah. Thanks, Katie, and thanks, Tom, and thanks for as again involving careers. You know, so and it's yeah. it's a great idea. So well done. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, and, million, and best luck to everyone with their exams now over the next few weeks. Okay, exactly. thanks, you guys. Thank thanks. you. Uh, the Career Centre in WIT. It's an excellent support centre available for students to contact. There are so many useful resources and information available to students around CV and interview tips, as well as creating links with possible future employers. Students and organizations can sign up to the Careers Con um, Connect service by going to the Career section of the WIT website. And you can find more information on the WIT website by searching Careers Development Centre or follow WIT Career Centre on Instagram and Facebook as well, like Angela mentioned earlier. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at sll.wit or just type in student life and learning into, this, into the various search bars on these platforms. Um, if you have any student related queries, you can email us on sll at wit.ie. And we just want to thank everyone again for tuning in and we'll catch up with you all again soon.